a deadly chemical attack in Syria, the White House missile response, and the Senate breaks the Supreme Court with the nuclear option. I'm Seth Blair. This is Blast Off Politics. Blast Off Politics with Seth Blair. The chemical weapons attack, I think, horrified all of us. That crosses many, many lines beyond a red line. Many, many lines. President Trump has ordered military action against Syria. Starting with earth-shaking news out of Syria, it is now confirmed that the government of Syria used chemical weapons on its own citizens again. On Tuesday, Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad launched a horrible chemical weapons attack on innocent civilians. The last time this happened, a lot of people wanted to see a response and didn't feel validated. Well, for those people, the Trump administration delivered. This is one of the actual missiles used in yesterday's attack ordered by President Trump. One of just 59 that went off into Syria. Now, even as we respond in this seemingly heroic fashion at home, Secretary of State Tillerson called Russia out for some of the things they're doing in Syria. It is very important that the Russian government consider carefully their continued support of the Assad regime. That focus on Russia was echoed by Ambassador to the UN Nikki Haley in their meeting on this attack. If Russia has the influence in Syria that it claims to have, we need to see them use it. We need to see them put an end to these horrific acts. How many more children have to die before Russia cares? As this develops, we'll learn a lot more about the American response, the worldwide response, and what went on in the beginning. But for now, we'll focus on the investigations into Russia's involvement in our own election at home. The chairperson of the House Russia investigation, Congressman Nunes, had to step down amid controversy of close ties to the Trump administration. You know, the thing he's supposed to be investigating. While all that's happening, another leader of the investigation in the House, Congressman Schiff, wants everyone to know that the investigation is progressing and things are getting done. This investigation is of such critical importance uh, that we need to get fully back on track. The investigation never went into hiatus, so we've been continuing to develop our witness lists. Uh, We continue to go through the documents. I'll continue to repeat, it's going to be years before we have a true resolution to this, so there's no need to be rushing the investigation, pun intended. Now let's change gears a little to the Supreme Court and Judge Gorsuch, now a Justice Gorsuch, and we finally have a full Supreme Court. The nomination of Neil M. Gorsuch of Colorado to be an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed. And with the gavel, it's official. But in such a polarized environment, how did any consensus happen? Well, it didn't. This week, Mitch McConnell went nuclear. A yes vote is to keep the rules the way they are, that Supreme Court nominations need more than a majority, 60 votes, to have some consensus from both sides. And a no vote means changing the rules so that you just need a teeny majority in order to enjoy a lifetime appointment. Now, this is the actual moment in time when that happened. On this vote, the ayes are 48, the nays are 52. The decision of the chair does not stand as the judgment of the Senate. 
meaning no, the old rules don't stand, and we're making our own. Now, I explained a little bit about why it's important to have 60 votes and not just 50 plus one to get a Supreme Court nominee through. Senator Merkley invokes a very specific part of our history in his dissent to this rules change. It was a warfare tactic of partisanship to pack the court take this seat and refuse to act and pass it to the next administration, hoping it would be a Republican administration. It's a form of uh, packing the court. Hmm, packing the court. You may remember a bit about court packing from FDR. Now, Roosevelt, popular as he might have been and tyrannical as he possibly was, tried to pack the court in the 1930s. His way was a little different, and he explained it in 1937 like this. Whenever a judge or justice of any federal court has reached the age of 70... A new member shall be appointed by the president then in office. And who would have been the president at that time but Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Now, you might be concerned when the executive branch is interfering with any other branch of government. Many people get scared when the executive branch starts making regulations that look a lot like laws because that's what our Congress is for. Our third branch of government, the judicial branch, is considered to be the most sacred branch of government, requiring completely neutral stances on the law. When the Senate has to debate on partisan lines for a Supreme Court seat, that Supreme Court becomes partisan itself and loses the new neutrality that makes it central to our democracy. Regardless of who you think deserves to be on the court and who you think should pick who gets to be on the court, we as a country need to come together and have a conversation about what our courts mean and what they do in our democracy. Thanks for listening to Blast Off Politics. I'm Seth Blair. Stay safe out there. Blast Off Politics with Seth Blair.